0: damn brad figuring it out so quickly welcome to full metal analyst a podcast analyzing each and every episode of full metal alchemist brotherhood i'm michelle and with me today as always is
1: mike
0: how are you doing mike oh man that's a bummer i'm good
1: <laughs>
0: and we also have a big brother Arthur. don't do that how anymore. are you um <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm doing good
2: uh I wish that I could show the audience the screenshot of <laughs> the messages Mike sent me while watching this.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> we should we should do like a, a dramatic. Re- I mean, well, what is that? <laughs> to read? It's mostly him going, "No, here." What? so <laughs> I so liked tweeted because-
1: my react my reactions as the show was happening to Arthur.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, here I'll, I'll read it out loud because part of it is he's trying to figure out what the alchemist's anguish was. So, uh, okay, here we go. What the fuck is this about? This guy just made a thing that just wanted to die. Is that the alchemist's anguish? <laughs> like he made an animal too smart and messed up?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Great how cool he actually was.
2: <laughs> I don't trust this sewing life alchemist. You can never see his eyes. This little girl is too good for him. Oh man, I, I hope Al rescues her from this guy. <laughs> They're totally going to realize this girl should go stay with their grandma or something.
0: <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs>
2: because the dad's going to turn this dog into something.
0: Oh, and, yeah, th- <laughs> just a dog.
2: and then I think and then I think about seven minutes later, huh. Maybe he's not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> And another five minutes passed. What the hell is this episode about? <laughs> and then right after that. <laughs> oh, oh, oh no. 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 no.
0: <laughs> so I guess the question I mean the question we have to open this with is, Mike, what did you think of the episode of I mean, Activist Anguish?
1: I think it was a great episode. You could see that it, it completely played me like a fiddle. Like I and I was trying to look ahead and I was really trying to find the clues that they were giving you. And it's funny because it's like I caught them and came up with exactly the wrong things, you know? But um it was a great episode. It stuck with me all week. I've been thinking about it all week. It was really, really fucked
0: up. Cause you have a cat yeah. and you're thinking, you know, could I do it? No. I- I'm thinking like
1: <laughs> I'm thinking like just how painful or i don't know like it seemed like i don't know like the, the show does a really good job of just like telling you what the taboos of alchemy are and then making you actually go oh yeah that is a taboo that's not okay to do <laughs> like crazy
0: <laughs> yeah the one thing i realized as i was watching this episode is um they actually don't really go into detail on how he did it for a show that's like very interesting telling you exactly what the rules are when it comes to like Tucker's whole thing they don't tell you how he did it they don't tell you how it works but that doesn't diminish the effect it's just as terrifying the first time you see that <laughs> that dog creature with its white eyes looking back at you looking straight at the camera like you don't need to know the ins and outs of of Chimera Alchemy, you just need to know that this guy fucked up on the real.
1: Yeah, isn't that human human transmutation well, like? Isn't that didn't he cheat? Like, isn't that wrong?
0: Not really. Uh, it's it's um it's not exactly human transmutation. Well,
2: no, I think human. I think human transmutation is is transmuting human life. That makes sense to me. That makes sense. It's it's like the opening. It's like, because what could equal the value of a huge soul?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good I point. So. <laughs> so the previous episode, that episode was kind of there to establish how much the Eriks are going to work their asses off to get what they want to get. Like, this is the objective, and this is how much they're willing to go through to get to that objective. And then this episode comes along to show the, like, even though they're willing to do so much to get their bodies back, there are lines that they will not cross. Right, And I think that's really important for the show to settle in the fourth episode, because like, okay, here's the deepest, darkest shit that people with alchemy can do, and we need to make it very clear from this moment onwards that our characters are not going to get down to that point. Yeah, that they're, was, they're not like that, they're not depraved. <laughs> yeah. They will like never get it, tempted, they will never like, feel yeah. the calling of the dark side in a certain way. It's also
2: yeah. that they don't have the hubris that kind of other alchemists have, because they know the truth, they've tried human transmutation. They've been humble. So, right, yeah. so like at the end, he's like, no, like, we know we're not devils, we know we're not gods, we're human. Like We couldn't even save a little girl. We couldn't save our mom. That's how they're different.
0: I guess the question I would have to pose to you is there's a moment in this episode where Tucker says that he and Ed are not different at all. Do you yeah. agree with that? Do you agree with that statement that like these are two sides of the same coin? I guess they both tried to play God, but I do think the
2: intention behind it is somewhat important, right?
1: Yeah, because mm-hmm. they're, it's all about that, right? Like it's like they're trying to get their mom back is a lot different than, you know, in order to stay... Hired, you sacrifice your daughter's life for science, you know? Like, yeah, like it's, it's like a totally different situation, right? It's not like he did that to save his daughter from who's like dying from a disease. And if the only thing that he could do was make her a chimera that would survive the disease,
0: you know, by this point, any other show would still be developing its magical system. And it's interesting to me that right now, the show is like, we need to talk about morals. I don't think that's a coincidence. I don't think that's an accident. I think that's on purpose. Like this, they See your, had... your point.
2: like the ends yeah. justify the means like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They could have had this moment happen at any time. They could have had Tucker come in and like, Oh, episode eight, 15, 10. Like there's nothing that says that it has to happen now. Other than the author going, we need to draw the line. Absolutely. Right now. Because that is, that is perhaps the sore, the core of our, of our world. It's, not, it's um, that every,
1: everything costs. Uh, everything has yeah. an equivalent value. The equivalent exchange thing is like so important in the world and yeah. the themes of the show. So it's like, I guess, I guess they're just trying to say like, well, there's always, you know, if everything has its price, and this is what happens when that price is so steep, you know.
0: So if I can bring up a little bit of uh, the stuff that we learned as writers, this episode works on the basis of surprise. And one of the things we were told during our classes was the difference between surprise and suspense. Surprise is a surprise. You don't know what's coming, and then it happens, and then you're surprised. Suspense is when you know what's coming and that the walk towards the eventual conclusion, that is suspense. So a good comparison would be the second episode where we knew that the end point was they were going to make human transmutation, and we were just waiting for them to get to the fireworks factory. That was suspense. But this... Although only for Mike is surprise. It, yeah. It it was surprise, but it was it was
2: there was quite a lot of craft to it, you know. Something was like, up.
1: You could tell something was coming.
2: Right. So in that like do you want to play with Daddy tomorrow like you know, when a man with glasses but no eyes tells you that, you know, <laughs> you know, we could tell something was off. We didn't know exactly what was going to happen, but there there were statements that added a feeling of suspense, I think. I felt on the edge of my
1: seat because they they let you see really fast in the beginning of the episode the uh, a shot of the mom, Chimera, saying, I want to die or whatever, I don't want to live or whatever it is. And it's so messed up that you know like, even, the rest of it's so tame and happy. I just feel, you know, it's going somewhere yeah. horrible. You know what I mean? Like, I knew it was... I was on the edge of my seat because I didn't know what it was going to be. And I was trying to imagine it. And I, I just didn't guess that they would kill a little girl.
2: That is something I wanted to talk about is how the show plays with, like, light and dark, you know? Oh, because yeah. This episode gets really, really dark. Probably, Probably among the most specifically dark the show ever gets. But it doesn't feel... Like, there are pieces of media that feel kind of, like, lordy and, like, just bleak for bleak's sake, and, like, mm-hmm. it's all that they are, but this show contrasts the dark with, like, images of light and family, and they're like, there is love and tenderness in the show, and that makes the dark moments work in kind of a better way. I, I think maybe because the manga is written a woman i feel like
0: it's a little less edgelordy because of that in the dark moments like ed says at the end we're still human Mm -hmm. that to me is basically that that's like that's how the show manages that that balance you know even in its darkest moments it's all framed through ed and now's vision i i do have to say i think that this episode the only negative aspect to it is the plot line concerning the mysterious assassin who has appeared in the city, the, the guy who's killing state alchemists. I oh, don't know yeah, if they actually... Yeah, there were so many moments where I was like, why is this here? Like, why are we focusing on this?
1: Now, he's using alchemy, right? He's using it. Yes, he is. But he's talking about how vile and horrible it is, and he's using it.
2: You know, I, I find that interesting, you know? He, he is an interesting character, as you get more into his backstory. And, I mean, the reason he's in this episode is so he can kill yeah. Nina and Tucker.
0: But at the same time, I do have to say that like all the cutaways from Tucker's story, every time you just go back to that guy, I'm like, OK, again, it's like, when is he going to get to the fireworks factory? What is the point? It takes all the way into the end for us to figure out what the point of, what him is.
2: Yeah, it's a long way. I got a little lost. What is the
0: fireworks factory that you're talking oh, about? Oh, OK. The fireworks <laughs> factory is a, it's a joke from The Simpsons. You know, the Poochie episode, I think I think it's the Poochie episode. Oh, I, uh, I just
2: watched that recently.
0: Because they're watching an episode where Itchy and Scratchy are going to get to a fireworks factory. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. And they're interrupted by Poochie. And at one point, Milhouse goes when they're going to get to the fireworks factory. Which to me has become code for like whenever some, a show or a story promises you a big moment. And it's just not happening. You just go, when are they going to get to the fireworks factory? You think
2: the episode is going to be about them like blowing themselves up in a fireworks factory but then poochie shows up
0: and they never get to the fireworks factory just one of the many lessons in screenwriting you can get from the simpsons (laughs) do you guys think that if tucker had survived he would have gone to prison
1: i think this is one of those classic cases where you know advances in alchemy outpace
0: legislation yeah i think probably (laughs) (laughs) no but that's a good point (laughs) <laughs> it didn't yeah. seem like he was gonna go to prison right because they kept him in his house <laughs> yeah he
1: was definitely was probably gonna get like questioned and then like oh, i don't know this is pretty bad i don't know maybe they make a law against it i don't think they were gonna a slap on the wrist you know a slap on the wrist because yeah, i think I, he
2: i think he would have maintained his position as a state alchemist
1: and if it worked, if they hadn't been murdered and, and they'd been somehow efficient or useful in some way, maybe the state would have started employing more human chimeras. Because the state doesn't seem to have many scruples, you know? As Even though the alchemists who work for the state do. Uh,
0: some of them. Some, some of them, them do.
2: Some of them do. This part, like, this is my favorite section of the show. Definitely. Uh, it's great later, too. But this is, like, what's very close to my heart in terms of why I love the show so much.
0: And I do have to say that they don't lose track of that sensation of brothers on a journey for quite a long time. Like, yeah, any Is other it eventually show sort of shift into more like a political drama? Is that? Uh, I would say no, actually. I would say no. I would say that the brothers remain the center and the core of the show, even as I'm trying to say this in the least spoilery way possible. But like, by the later episodes, there's going to be like four or five plot lines going on at the same time. Hmm. But there's but the, the core of the show, it's still the brothers. Do they get their bodies back? Do they ever get their bodies back? Well you're gonna uh, I'm not gonna tell you now. <laughs> Especially because now can it's I time guess? for can can I hold guess on. No, you cannot guess that, but you can actually guess something else because now is the time for everybody's favorite new segment, Mikey at the bat. Alright. Mikey at the bat. Okay, so this is the moment in the episode where Mike is going to guess the plot of the next episode uh, using nothing but the title of the next episode, which is Reign of Sorrows. Mm. Mike, what do you think is going to happen? Well, he, <laughs> oh, no. Reign of Sorrows,
1: huh? How much anticipation is there for this one? Is this like, oh shit, Reign of Sorrows is... The episode where all the town's children pour down from the sky, combined with water, and they slowly die in front of everyone. What makes you think we're gonna tell you? <laughs> uh, yeah. Rain is it? Rain of sorrows. How's it spelled? Is it spelled like the rain sorrows. of sorrows, or is it like like
0: rain, rain like-, like water? Rain and sorrows is in the word sorrows. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, th- things become a little bit more like serialized. a little Mm -hmm. less episodic as things go on so this game will turn into more like what do you think is going to happen next
1: all right well i think that the rain of sorrows is going to refer to it's going to rain and then they're going to start swapping stories about like other times it rained and it was sad and they're all going to be sad stories
0: all right now it's time to give out some grades this is going to be out of five stars and i'm going to get started going to go ahead and give it a 4.5 stars uh this is a great episode but like I said, I think the Scar plot line was kind of jarring at first, but still a fantastic episode.
2: Yeah, I, I'd give this a solid 4.25. I liked it a lot. It's really well crafted and, and horrible. <laughs> you know, I don't like giving out the
1: point stars, you know, I, I don't like doing it. I'm trying not to. I really want to this time, but I think I'm going to give it four stars because... I think 4 stars is really excellent stuff. You know what I mean? Like, right. You got to save the
2: 5 stars for like the really
1: 5 incredible. stars is yeah, it's like 5 stars has to like just just do something a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like this this is a 4 star moment because it had a this is a 4 star episode because it had a 5 star moment in it. <laughs> But
0: it was still great. So now, before we wrap up the episode, it's time for Arthur to deliver us the episode's lesson.
2: So the lesson, uh, what did we learn in this episode? I think is pretty obvious, you know? The only thing we can really take away from this episode is uh, don't trust a man with glasses, but no eyes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's such a great anime trope, you know? Yeah. So as you keep that in mind, don't forget to check us out on Twitter. Talk to us there at Full Metal Analyst. So that's going to be at FM Analysts. Contact us there. And until next episode, where we're going to subject ourselves to the reign of sorrows, stay frosty and uh, we'll see you then. We will see you then. See you then.